Good morning. Or good afternoon. Yeah, I've been dreading this day. I ain't even gonna lie. But it's here now. Make sure I get everything right for y'all. So, what I'm going to be teaching on today is the exchange for the cursings for the blessings. And it's powerful within itself. Because supernatural to supernatural to natural back to supernatural. And the reason why I say supernatural back to natural to supernatural is because we were first supernatural. Supernatural being starting with Adam and Eve when they first when God first created them. And we were in our supernatural state because we was with the Father. We was his children, and that's what he created us, to be his children. And I want y'all to keep in mind as I'm teaching that God is your father. We are his children. He is our parent, and that's how we should look at it, not as a God, not as just a, uh, just as a God, but as a father. So I'm going to go ahead and jump right into it. Um, first scripture I'm going to go with is Genesis 2, 16 through 17. And the father, the scripture says, but the Lord God warned him. You made him, you, you may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden, except the tree of knowledge and good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you will surely die. So the father is warning his children not to eat of this tree, of the fruit of this tree. Just like parents warn their children not to do something, not to jump off the bed, not to go get that snack. You know how my kids, my kids love snacks. So just like I have to tell them, no, you can't have no snack. He's warning them. He's letting them know, don't do that. I don't want you to do that. And then he also tells them why he don't want you to do it, because you will surely die. God, our Father, never intended for us to die. And if you go back and read the book of Genesis, and when it first began, and after he created Adam and Eve, you will see that most of the children... After Adam and Eve had, they lived to be 936 years. That's a long time. They were having kids at 165. Who want to have kids at 165 years old? Shoot. So he surely didn't want us to die. All right. Uh, so going into the next scripture, Genesis 3 and 7. Oh, so before I really go into that, you have to think um, before their eyes was open. Y'all also know the story. Adam, God created Adam, then he created Eve. And, you know, Adam spit game by saying, you flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. You know, he's spitting game. That started already back in the day. So that's why man had them words like that. So... He was speaking them bars to Eve and called her woman. All right? <clears throat> so as the, I don't want to go ahead of myself. I'm going to read the scripture. So Genesis 3 and 7, it says, Then the eyes of both of them was open, and they realized they were naked. So he, they sued fig leaves together and made coverings for them, for themselves. So... When their eyes was open, we lost the supernatural state. We went from supernatural to natural, losing the relationship with our father. So when they did that, what they do? We, our eyes was open from losing the relationship with our father. Then 
well, guess what the fathers do? He put us on punishment. A parent, when you tell your child not to eat that snack, like I told you, don't eat that snack. Why you eat that snack? I told you not to do that. So you go in your room. You can't handle more snacks. You're in your room. So that's pretty much what the father was doing. He was disciplining us. You got to remember, he was our father. He is our parent. So he's teaching us. All right. I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself. So I'm going to try to slow it down just a little bit. So when his eye, when our eyes was open, that's when the curse began. That's when the curse began. The curse was when God started punishing us. And I'm going to read their punishment. So Genesis 3, 14 through 16. So then the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all animals, domestic and wild. You will crawl on your belly, grovel to the dust as long as you live. And all, and I will cause hostility between you and the woman, between your offspring, her offsprings. He will strike you at your head, you will strike him at his heel. Then he said to the woman, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy. In pain you will give birth, and you will desire to control your husband, but he will, con- he will rule over you. So what's, what's um, I ain't going to say funny, but what was interesting about this as I was studying this, y'all know that the snake, serpent or snake, Satan used the snake to speak to Eve, right? So that lets you know that animals had spirits too, and they had the right to say no. And that tripped me out because I was wondering why the father punished the snake. Why he punished the serpent? Because they had a right to say no to Satan, say, no, you can't use my body, but he let him use them. So then I went back and I thought, okay, so the woman got punished, cursed too. Why did she get cursed? She got cursed because she listened to a snake. So that also lets you know back then animals can talk. And y'all see those kitty movies where all the animals talking to the parents and talking to the kids? That was going on in Genesis. So he was created for the animals, for us to talk back to the animals and everything else. So they was a spirit as well. They was also in a supernatural state when... He punished them. So, then, before I go into that, I want to tell y'all. So, Adam, so, I won't get too ahead of myself. So, that was, a, that was one thing. Then the second thing that stood out to me is, so, how do you kill a snake? Cut the head off or hit it on his head, right? That's in the Bible. That was God's word. It's there manifesting today. Where, where you get the most snake bites at? At your heel. That's in the word. That stood out to me because it's still going on. So everything that God has spoken for the curse is still manifesting today. Pregnancy. Women that had a child, y'all know that's still painful. That's still a struggle. I know for me, especially my last one, I pushed him out natural. So I felt all that pain. Felt all of it. And making not want to have no more. We crave enough to end up having another one anyway. But that was a curse. And the last one I want to put out for the men. Y'all know how y'all get up here and talk about the women and stuff. Which it was true. It was true. Because the Bible did say... Since we want to not listen and be obedient as well, your husband will control you. And you're going to want to rule over him. We know, ladies, how we be like, okay, you got it, but we really know who run the house. We really know who run the house. We ain't got to say much. We're going to let y'all have it. Okay? All right? Behind closed doors, we know who run it. Okay? (laughs) 
So we're going to go and listen to Adam's punishment that God the Father gave him. So Genesis three seventeen through 19, it says, and the man, and to the man, he says, since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree whose fruit I command you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. So I'm going to stop right there. <clears throat> I'm going to stop right there because he said, since you listened to your wife, you stopped listening to the father. I told you not to eat from the tree, but you ate it anyway because you listened to the wife. Y'all fought men listening to us. <laughs> so you eat from the fruit. And if you notice, he said, I command you not to. I command you not to eat, but you did it anyway. So you know how you tell your child, I told you not to do that, but you're going to do it anyway, so you're going to do what you want to do. Okay, so now, because you want to do what you want to do, now you cursed. Because of you, we are cursed. He said, all life, all your life, you will struggle to scratch, scratch the living from it. It will grow thorns and thistles for you. Through you will eat of its grains, though you will eat of its grains. By the sweat of your brows, you will have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made. For you were made from dust, and to dust will you return. So that was the man's punishment. But when the man got punished, that means all of us got punished. Creation got punished because man was there first. And God told, the father told Adam, I don't want you to eat from that tree. And we, he was commander over all, so we already had authority in it. All right? So, going on to my next scripture. Well, no, not scripture. Now we're going to break down what is a curse. Cursed, cursed, and cursings. To call down evil or misfortune upon someone. And for note takers, you can read Proverbs 24 and 24, and it'll give you an example of what that was representing. So pretty much calling down evil. So a person doing something they don't have no business doing, but then you get praised for it. Like people, you go, you, people that rob people. You go into breaking in somebody else's houses, and then your homeboys, you go back and say, I hit a lick. I hit this lick. I came up. So you came up off this lick and then the, the people in your group or your team or the gang praising you because you don't hit a lick. That's, the, that's to call down evil, misfortune. Now this, this lick that you just hit, you just caused misfortune for someone that worked hard for it. Work hard for it to take care of their family, get whatever lick that you just hit. So now you call it misfortune, curse. The second one, to swear at, using blasphemy, profane, or obscene language against. So using God's name in vain, we all heard that. Using God's name in vain, talking against God's word, talking against the word of the Bible and what he has taught or what he has said. Cursed, suffering, misfortune, great harm because of a curse. It's everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. So, book of the law. So when we lost our supernatural state and went to our natural state, we lost the ability to uphold the book of the law. We lost it because now we didn't have direct relationship with our father anymore. We lost that. When he put us out, we couldn't speak directly to him no more. And we had that access at first. We had that authority in heaven as in we did on earth. All right? But the father knew that we lost it. So what he do, what any parent would do, put things in place to go back, to teach your children, to bring them back to you, to him. He wanted us to come back to him. He wanted children. And we have to look at it as he's parenting us. He wanted children. So he sent his only begotten son 
Jesus Christ to die on a cross for our sins. The exchange is about to happen. The exchange is about to happen. So he, he sent Jesus Christ on the cross to die for our sins. And so I want to go back. So the series is based on the exchange. So it says the cross was and is the road from the natural to supernatural. Before Jesus gasped his last breath and died on the cross, he said it was finished. Now the finished works of the cross are the road into the supernatural to all those who accept them. Now we have to know the exchange that took place in order to properly appropriate their relationship with our Father, which is faith. So he sent his son, our brother, to die on the cross to redeem us back to him. All right, so that's just like you telling your son or your daughter, go get your brother that was on punishment. Go tell him I said come here. He, you going to send him to go get him. That's the father did for us. He sent our brother to come get us so he can get back in the right, right relationship with his children. All right? So, blessings. Yep, there we go. Blessing, bless, bless, and blessings. To pray for God's favor upon someone or something. To pray for God's favor upon someone or something. When we all say favor ain't fair, right? So when we, when the exchange happened and the father sent his son to redeem us and he said it was finished, the finished work was the blessings of God, but blessings of Jesus dying for us so we can be redeemed, so we can get back in relationship with the father. That was the blessing. That's the first blessing. It says to praise God or call him holy. You can read Psalm 103 and 1. It says, blessed with to have the state of benefits and blessed with long life eternity. So when Jesus died on the cross and he said it was finished and we receive him as our Lord and Savior through him, now we are blessed to have eternal life once we accept the Father. Once we accept him, now... We have eternal life. Right now, we have eternal life. It says, blessed, enjoy happiness, favored by God. Matthew 5, you can read Matthew 5, 8, and 9, Luke 11, and 28. I'm not going to go into those scriptures, but you can read them on your own. It says, blessings, an act of asking or receiving divine help and favor. That's my favorite one blessings to receive divine help favor and protection so as a child growing up I don't feel like I was cursed as much as my brother and sister was they I felt like their life was a little bit more a struggle as a child (laughs) but I felt like because God allowed them to go through it kind of shielded me and protected me because they had to go through it. And I learned from them. Have I seen them doing something? And I was like, they going that way? I'm, I ain't touching that. I'm not going to do that. They haven't been through it. I ain't going to go through that. So it was one particular time when um, uh, my brother, we used to have to be in the room all the time because of, as y'all know, my sister said it last Sunday that she was uh, molested. And while she was molested, he would keep us in a room. He would keep us in a room when we, anything, any little thing that we did, we would go in a room. You drop some sugar on the floor, you're on punishment, you be on punishment for days at a time, weeks. And so one particular day, I was tired of being in a room. I was so tired of being in a room, I was tired of being on punishment. So my mama came and told me, she said, Sierra, if you pray, you will be, God will get you out of the room. 
So I said, okay. So I went and laid down, and I prayed. And this is how I knew that my prayers worked and Father heard me, because I prayed. And maybe an hour or two later. Now, mind you, I've been in this room for weeks at a time, and I prayed. And when I prayed and asked God, I said, God, I don't want to be in this room no more. I want to be our punishment. Literally, a couple hours later, he was coming in and saying, you was our punishment. Curses for your blessings. And it says it. Prayer of God. Prayer for God's favor. I told you favor ain't fair, but that's also a blessing. So I had another situation. And I mind you, I'm five and six when I prayed that prayer when my mama told me. But I was seven, maybe eight. I was in elementary school. And... This, we were sitting at the table, we had all our desks together, and this young lady wrote me a letter. And the letter said that she wanted to fight me because she thought, I thought I was all that with my rug wreck outfit on. So, and at this time, I love rug wrecks and I love Tweety. And I had my little rug wreck outfit on, she said, you think you all that? Well, after school, I'm going to beat you, y'all already know. So... And I'm like, I ain't even did nothing. Why she wanna, why she wanna fight me? But jealousy. So this is when I really knew God was for me. So I went to the bathroom. We all went to the bathroom. So I'm thinking she's gonna try to fight me in the bathroom, but she didn't. I went to the bathroom and I prayed. I said, Father, I really don't want to fight her. I said, I, I really don't want to fight her. I ask that you would fix this for me. So we go back into the class. I sit down. The teacher has a letter in her hand. So she reads the letter. I'm embarrassed. So she reads the letter. And I ain't going to say the young lady's name because she might hear this one day. So she reads the letter. And so you want to fight Sierra. I'm embarrassed. I'm like, she talking about me. Everybody in the class hearing this. So she said, "What you? I'm going to do this. It's up to Sierra if I call your daddy or not. So the girl starts boo-hoo crying. She's crying so hard. She's crying so hard. And she says, so Sierra, do you want me to call her father? Because I'll call her father and tell her what she's trying to do. So she's begging me, please don't let her call my father. Please don't. Please don't. I'm sorry. I will never do it again. She's begging me, y'all. She's literally begging me to say no. Being who I am, because I don't like seeing nobody get in trouble, regardless if you do me wrong or not. I don't like, I don't like that. I'm still going to be nice. Even though you're trying to do wrong to me, I'm still going to try to bless you in the beginning. So I told him. Now, my sister probably would have told me to call, <laughs> tell her to call her daddy. But we didn't do that. I didn't do that. I told the teacher. I said, no, don't call her daddy. She apologized. She apologized, so don't call her daddy. She begged and pleaded and thanked me. All the way until middle school, she wouldn't let nobody touch me. Anybody think or thought or tried to fight me, she would go fight them. <laughs> Favor ain't fair, but that's a blessing. Curses for your blessing. So when people try to talk down about you, talk about you, do things wrong to you, you still bless them. You still bless them because God is going to bless you. So when things get you down at work or anything like that and people come against you, you continue to remember, yeah, they're trying to curse you, but who you are, you a child of the most high. And your father's going to make sure you straight. He'll put stuff in place so people can continue to bless you. The same one that cursed you, he's going to have them same ones to bless you. So, I was watching Harry Tubman last week, and if you ain't seen it, it's pretty a good movie, especially if you're looking at it from a spiritual state, okay? So, I'm going to let y'all watch this clip of Harriet Tubman. So, that clip had a lot of profound things going on. So, you got to remember that Harriet Tubman... She was a runaway slave. And before she got to that position, 
Before she got to that position, she seen a vision of herself running away. She seen a vision of herself running away. When you in relationship with the Father, which our brother Jesus Christ went and died to get that relationship back, now you've been right back in relationships with him. So now you can speak directly to your father. He will lead you and guide you to where he needs you to go. And that's what he did. He showed her a vision of herself running away. But she ran by herself. By herself. It wasn't back then. It wasn't no slaves running away by themselves. They were running pairs or they were running groups to make it to the other side. But if you heard what she said, she said it was her and the Lord. Her and the Lord. So that means when you have direct, direct the relationship with the Father, you don't need nobody else. What's pointed out is blessings, act of asking and receiving divine help, favor, and protection. She had divine help, the Holy Spirit, direct relationship with the Father. She had favor because before she got to that part, she hopped in a basket with hay in a chariot. And as she was riding along, he let her out. He knew she was back there. Caucasian guy knew she was back there the whole time. The whole time. Favor. Because he could have let her out a long time ago. But when you're walking with the Father and you have direct relationship with him, he will give you favor with people. Protecting her. You got hound dogs. You got guys with guns coming after you. Favor. Divine help. Divine protection. We are blessed. We are blessed with protection when because we have the relationship with the Father. So when you, when he asked her, do you want a new name? Let's get rid of the old man and let's walk in the new. He gave her the ability to start new to who she was and was able to pick her own name. Somebody that can't read or write, you make it a hundred miles on foot. A hundred miles? I barely can walk two, three miles. But a hundred miles? By yourself, me and the Lord. That's a blessing. Curses for your blessings. So, I'm going to go to scripture. Matthew. Yep, you got it up there already. You want it today. Matthew. Matthew 28, 18 through 19. So before I read this scripture, you got to keep in mind that Jesus has already died on the cross. He already said it was finished. He's coming back to visit the disciples at this point. Okay, you got to remember that. He already, he's in his natural body, but he's in his spiritual sense. So he's in his supernatural sense. And keep that in mind when they say, Jesus, you need to look at how the walk of Jesus, you do. Because he was walking this earth on supernatural abilities. Because he had direct relationship with the Father. So if you have direct relationship with the Father, we can do everything that Jesus can do. Everything. So when you speak out your mouth things that you need to change in your life, you have that ability once you have received the Lord and God as your Lord and Savior. So you have that ability to speak. Just like our brother Jesus. So, Jesus came to tell his disciples, I have, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. He has been given the authority, all the authority in heaven and on earth. The reason why I read that twice is because we already had the ability at one point, but we lost it with Adam. So Jesus had to re-erect it again to give us the ability that we originally had back again. So he has all authority in heaven and on earth. So that means what? We have the ability now to have all authority in heaven and in on earth. So therefore, go, make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So once we receive him, we believe, now we have the same thing. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit walking in us. Our blessings. 
Curses for our blessing. The curse was Adam lost it and made us go to natural, our natural form. Jesus died, resurrected again, and gave us back our supernatural descent. So I'm going to go to Acts 1, 4 through 5. And it says, once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you a gift he promised. As I told you before, John the Baptist with water, but in just a few days you will receive, no, within a few days you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So even though we were disobedient and God wanted his children back, he still blessed us, giving us a gift. He gave us another helpmate. So our brother Jesus died already, went to go save the souls, come back to tell us that God want to give us a gift. The gift that will never leave us, will help us through any adversity. So Acts 2, 1 through 4 says... On the day of Pentecost, all believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like a roaring of mighty winds, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then, what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. So the gift was the Holy Spirit, speaking in other language. So that means now we have direct relationship, direct communication with the Father. When you speak in your heavenly language, you are speaking directly to the Father. That's your heavenly language. So he's putting us back at that place where he wanted us to be at. His children being able to be with us, talk to us whenever he wanted to. He couldn't do that because we had lost that ability when Adam ate the fruit. He lost the supernatural part, but we gained it back through our brother Jesus. So we have to let the Holy Spirit move through us. We have to keep that relationship with our father. You got to look at it as he is our father and he wants a relationship with you. He wants to parent you. So I have another clip for you. So, before that clip, it was two ways they can go. She had a vision the father had gave her. That if she went towards the bridge, they was going to get captured. So the father told her to go another route. But when she got to that route, she didn't know that she was getting ready to go against water. So everybody was going against her because you leading us to the water, we finna die. So she had to let him know, I got to be obedient to my father. I hear from him. So if he's telling me to go this way, I'm going this way with or without you. Because I'm being obedient to my father. And the part that I love so much is that she got halfway there, and when the water started feeling like it was finna come over her, she stopped and prayed to our Heavenly Father, not to a God, but to the Father. That's who she prayed to. So when you got direct communication with the Father, you got the Holy Spirit in you, you speaking directly to him. Why would he not listen to his children? Why would he not help his children? And that's what he was doing in this scene. But you see, when you're obedient and people think you crazy and they see you make it across, now here they go. You see they smiles on their face. They was running across that water. Making it through with a baby and an old woman. They made it across. But the other part of it didn't show it. But when they got across that water, the one that said, no, you crazy, y'all follow me. He had to go back and apologize. And she told him who she was. 
She said, I'm not Minty. I'm Harriet Tubman, the new person, the new man. She's not that old person who you, you thought I was. I'm a new person. I'm walking with the Father. So when you are from that old and you accept your Father, as, I mean, you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you are walking in it, your old man has passed away. Your old man has passed away. You're walking in a new light. You're not walking in a new being. When you have direct relationship with the Father... You communicate with him. And when I told you the stories, when I prayed as a child, I was praying, asking for help. And I'm, he's showing me who I am in him. Prayer works. Prayer works and it changed, but you have to believe in who you know. You are king and queens out here. So you got to speak the word and know it and believe it. You can't have step. You can't have step. You got to fully walk in it. Yes, you will mess up, but that's what grace for. That's why he give us grace to help us through. So my next scripture is up there. And for y'all to go back, Deuteronomy 28 uh chapter 28 you should read the whole thing because it talks about blessings for obedience and then blessings for disobedience so when you be in no disobedience that's when the curses come upon you but when you are being obedient that's when you're walking in the blessings of the father so Deuteronomy 30 and 19. Today I give you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curse. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. And the reason why I put that scripture in there because we have a choice. We can either live naturally or we can either live supernaturally. We can either live life with the Father, what he intended us to be, the relationship with him. Or we can choose to live death, curses, and everything else that was brought upon us through Adam. You can either live in blessings or curse. So what choice do you want to make? What choice do you want to live? And he's waiting, watching, trying to see what choice you're going to make. I know for me and mine, I'm choosing license blessings. I'm choosing to have a relationship with the Father. So I can commune back and forth. And for you little ones, teenagers, thinking that you don't have this choice, you can make this choice now. And it's best to make it now so you can already be living it because your life can turn a whole nother way. Everything that you want and want to do and you pray and surrender to the Father, he will bless you with those things. Not saying curses won't come. They will still come. But it's how you handle those curses when they come because you have direct relationship with, you, with them. The visions that he was giving her. He was showing her things before it happened so she would know how to act. But when you're in a relationship with the father, he will show you things that's about to happen so you will know how to counteract it. You will know how to pray. Because some things you can pray away, but some things you can't. And you got to go through it. But he will give you the grace and the peace to walk through it. Blessings. Divine help. Divine favor. uh, Divine protection. You will have those things, but you have to be in right relationship with the father because you got to remember he's a father. He's going to parent you just like you get parent by your parents and just like parents, you parents, your children. It's the same thing. You, when he punish you, when he gets on you, that's his love. Because if you got children out here and you just let them do whatever you want, they want to do, 
you're not loving your children. You sending them to destruction. But if you discipline them, stay on them the way they should go, and they being obedient, you blessing and loving your children. That's the same thing the Father want to do for us. Bless us. Love us. So, last one. Last script, uh, slide is exchange. Cursings. Cursings is punishment. Sickness, sin, poverty, old man, law, and death. Who want to live that? Who want to live that? Who want to be punished all the time? (laughs) Who want to be sick all the time? Constantly living in sin, living in poverty. Don't nobody want to be in poverty? Don't nobody want to be broke? I know I don't. I don't want to be the old man, always worried, always depressed, always tired, always feeling sick. I don't want to be that old man. I want to be who God said I'm supposed to be. I don't want to live by the law. I don't want to live by the law. I can't uphold the law. So I don't want to live by it. So I don't want to walk in those curse. And I sure don't want to be in death. I don't want to die. We already dead. This natural body is dead. But because we receive the Father, because we see the Lord and Savior as our Lord and Jesus Christ, and we accept him in our life, we are alive internally and spiritually. Because when you walk from the natural, you're naturally dead. That's what happened when Adam ate the fruit. He caused us to naturally die when we was already supernatural and living spiritually. Blessings, peace, walking in peace when adversity comes, storm rages, people on your job getting on your nerves, they making you mad, you getting frustrated, people coming at you all the time, left and right. It's coming at you, but you can be in peace in the midst of it, and it won't roll right off you. Trust me, I know. I work at FedEx, and they do some stuff up there I just do not agree with. And they frustrate me every day. You know what I go do? I pray before I go in there. Sometimes I pray while I'm in there. And then I got to pray when I leave and put the word on. Like everybody else, I know they leave. They go get a beer, get some liquor after work, try to take ease their mind. Some got to go take a cigarette break in the middle of the sort. What you do, Sierra, how you be at peace all the time? You know what I do? I pray. I say, prayer is my cigarette. That's what I do. And it keeps me in my right mind. Health. We already know everybody want to be healthy. We don't want to be sick. We want to have heart disease. We don't want to struggle. We want to get up in our right energy. I wish I had children energy. But I'm trying to tell you, my kids got energy. I wish I could take some of theirs. Living in righteousness. Living in righteousness, being blessed. Long as you're walking in righteousness, God's going to continue to bless you. Walking in righteousness, even when somebody come against you. Even when somebody curse you. Even when somebody talk bad about you. You still got to walk in righteousness. It's not easy. It's easy to, to live in curse, curses. It's easy to do that. But it's hard to walk in blessings. It's hard because your flesh don't want you to do that. Your flesh don't. It want to reign and do whatever it want to do. But you got to put your flesh in check. Wealth. You want to be rich. But it ain't necessarily always got to be money. You want to be wealthy in your heart, in your mind. That's where you want to be wealthy at. Because if you're wealthy there, everything else will come. New man. I've already been talking about the new man. You want to be new. 
You want to be who God created you to be. You want to be who he set for your purpose and destiny. That's what you want to walk in. You don't want to walk in an old man and you want to choose life. Life. You can have a positive life here on earth. You don't have to wait to heaven to get there. Whatever you do down here will build you up up there. But you can't have life down here. Grace. Grace. That's profound within itself. He gives you grace to walk this life. Give you grace when you mess up, when you struggle. He gives you grace. So, going back to Deuteronomy 30 and 19. So, what would you choose? Life or death? Blessings or curse? So, with that being said, I'm pretty much done. But I want everybody to know that we are blessed once you receive them. We are blessed to walk in them. You want to have a right relationship with the Father, a direct one, because that's what he intended us, to have a relationship with him. Don't look at him as a God. Look at him as a father that is parenting his children. You don't give your children everything when they ask for it all the time. You don't. Because my son right now, Jacoby, wants a cell phone. He's six. And I ain't knocking nobody to give their kids cell phones at that age. Just for me, I just don't think he's ready. Just like a father. Our father, if he don't think we're ready, he's not going to give it to us. He's going to have to build us up to get to that place so we can receive it. I'm not saying I won't get him one, but I just don't think he's ready for it right now. He has to be built. So look at the God as your father and him disciplining you. When you see yourself going through stuff, don't always think, oh, whoa, me, why he doing me like this? Why he, he don't love me? Yes, he do. That's the reason why he's allowing things to happen so he can build you to get you for what you've been asking for, what you've been praying for. He can't give it to you all the time because you got to be mentally ready. Heart has to be ready. Motives has to be ready. Because if you asking in the wrong motive, he ain't going to give it to you either. So we have to learn to look at him as a father. And I know it's hard because of religion teaches us God, Jesus, all that. But I always question why I looked at him not as a God, but as a father. So when I came to divine generation and he was teaching father, that connected me. That connected me because that's how I was looking at him. He teaching me. We are his favorite children. And he wants to bless us. But you have to let your heart go and let him receive it and take it and do what he needs to do. Because we got to be reprogrammed from the world's way to be programmed into his kingdom. We are his children. And we have to look at it that way. Amen. I want to say a prayer before I leave. Off this stage, I want to say a prayer. Everybody stand up. And when I say this prayer... I want y'all to internally pray to your father like he's a father. And you talk to your father and tell him what you want. And after you tell him what you want, you have to be quiet enough to let him speak to you and tell you what to do. So, Father, have your way. Pray in your heavenly language if you can. Speak in your natural tongue. Speak in English. But lift your voice up to your Father because he wants to hear you. Father, I thank you for the word that went forth today, Father, that it penetrate each and every heart, Father. Father, I thank you for revealing yourself to them as a father that they see it, Lord God.
Reveal yourself to them, Father. Let the word penetrate, Father, and take foundation and take root, Father. In their hearts, O Lord God, that each and every person, Father, will leave this place in the new man, Father, and getting rid of the old man, Father. Father, that they will hear your voice, O Lord God, clearly, Lord God, crystal clear, Father, that they would not doubt that it is you, Father, that when they open up their mouths, O Father, and speak what's on their hearts, Father, that you are hearing them, Father, that you are moving in their life, O Lord God, in a mighty way, Father, with a rushing wind, Father, that you are rearranging things in their life, Father, rearranging relationships, Father, Father, rearranging jobs, opportunities, Father, we thank you right now. Lord God, that you are blessing our children, Lord God, while they are online at school, while they're in school, Father, you are directing your children, Father. So, Father, I thank you for the word that you have poured forth in our hearts, oh Lord God, the things that you are broken up, Father. Father, as they go, Lord God, that this word continue to minister, Lord God, continue, Lord God, to move, oh Father, in their hearts, in their minds, in their life, Father. We thank you right now, Lord God. For what you are doing and continue to do, Lord God, that we are walking in your boldness. We are walking in your authority that you have given us, Father. You said you have given us authority over heaven and in earth, oh, Father, that we are walking in it right now, Father. We are walking as kings and queens in you, Lord God. In everything that we do, Father, that we surrender everything unto you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Father.